three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Humble host Hunter here. Hope you're all having a great start to your December and having a good holiday season as we go ahead and get through December. We made it to December, everyone. Uh, Give yourself a round of applause considering how crappy this year has been for basically everyone. But uh, I've got another review here for the real uh, for the real Christmas series. Um, In case you're not aware, 25 reviews. Uh, in a row, one per day, leading all the way up to Christmas, which will culminate with our Wonder Woman eighty four, uh, with our Wonder Woman eighty four review, which will be posted at two p.m. Uh, Pacific. Uh, so I've got a review here for the Happiest Season, which is a new rom com, which is directed by uh Clea Duvall. Uh, Clea Duvall, you've know, uh, you know her. Uh, from uh, she was in Argo, she was in the Faculty, which I freaking love them. Freaking love the Faculty. Uh, she's on the uh, she was on The Handmaid's Tale as Sylvia. She was on Veep as a uh, Marjorie Palmiotti, which I actually I remember her on on Veep actually. Um, this movie in particular, and I think Christmas movies are kind of unique in this way because. Because of the holiday they're based on, and it seems like most people absolutely adore Christmas, whether you're you know, whether you're a Christian or you just love the pageantry or what have you. What I find interesting about this movie, I was getting last Christmas vibes. Now, if you've listened to the podcast for the last 18 months or longer, you know that I think last Christmas uh, fucking sucks. It was actually on my worst of list. For 2019, that movie made me so incredibly angry, considering I thought the giant cop-out that it took, uh, considering the way I thought it talked to women. I, I really just do not like that film, and I'm such a huge fan of uh, Amelia Clark and uh, Henry Golding. This movie stars uh, Kristen Stewart as Abby, who's a uh, art major. She is dating uh, Harper, who's played by Mackenzie Davis, who... Kinsey Davis, you know from Blade Runner, you know from The Martian. Most recently, most likely, you probably know her from, uh, you probably know her from uh, Terminator Dark Fate, which if you also know, uh, while I despise that film, I appreciated her performance in it. I thought she showed me enough to go, okay, I, I think she's got something. And I'm going to give this movie a big compliment out the gate. This is the most I have ever liked Kristen Stewart in a movie. I think she is absolutely amazing in this. While I really like Mackenzie Davis in this, I love Kristen Stewart in this. So, uh, as far as the plot's concerned, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty basic. So, uh, Harper and Abby have been together uh, for a while. I think they say about eighteen months, might be two years, but basically. They are seeing each other, and they have this very emotional, um, <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. Uh, Harper is huge in the Christmas. She absolutely loves it. Abby is not into Christmas for whatever reason, which 
the moment they went, oh, she's not into this for, you know, she's just not into Christmas. I went, okay, something happened to her parents, and that's exactly what happened. I'm going to try very much, by the way, to just not spoil a lot. That's probably going to be one of the few spoilers I give. But essentially, they're out. Uh, they're out in their town. They're on a, I wouldn't say a field trip, but they're almost doing like a Christmas, uh, like a Christmas walk. Where someone is kind of laying out how the town was laid out and like special facts about the town. Um, one of the things that I appreciate. So the woman leading the tour goes, uh, points to this one house and goes, "Well, this house was owned by Herbert Flackshaw, who started this tradition on Candy Lane, uh, Candy Cane Lane, where all the houses are lit up and everything. And you look at them. He even hired his nephew Otis to play Santa Claus for many years until he was arrested for child endangerment in 1992. <laughs> that was something that made me laugh really hard. I was like, "Okay, movie, I, I appreciate you starting off with a." a pretty intense joke right out the gate that's maybe the first 10 minutes in the thing about this movie in particular that i like more than last christmas yes amelia clark and harry golding i think they're i think their chemistry was better than what it is in here between Mackenzie davis and kristen stewart but when they're loving on each other you just feel warm it's just incredibly sweet uh, Kristen Stewart just really wants to make, uh, uh, Abby really just wants to make Harper happy, but she's really conflicted as far as how she feels about herself and how much she's really gonna just kind of take. Uh, the, the whole crux of the film is that they have this big emotional moment. Uh, Abby and Harper end up on this roof. They're looking out, you know, at the lights and everything, and Harper just kind of gets overwhelmed uh, they start making out in this alley, and she tells her, please come home with me. Please come home with me for Christmas. The The huge issue is Harper hasn't told her parents uh, that she's gay, which is a giant issue. Uh, Victor Garber and Mary Steenburgen play uh, Ted and Tipper, uh, respectfully. Uh, Victor Garber, uh, of course, the, probably the main thing you know him from is... Uh, uh, is alias uh, you probably you might know him from Argo uh, Maristine Bergen you've seen uh, I always think of uh, I always think of her as Clara from Back to the Future Part 3 if not that I think of her as Nancy from Step Brothers you've seen them they're great and why this film for me is one of Kristen Stewart's best if not her best performance when I reviewed it I talked about her in Charlie's Angels and how her being weird and just kind of like just really just being just a very random awkward person actually worked in charlotte's angels it really works here because the situations she's put in especially if this is this being the first time she's meeting her partner's parents it's such an uncomfortable just hand she is dealt she's basically getting the shittiest hand in poker over and over and over again for two hours and so when the film really is ramping up and you just see these situations that she's put in, you really are endeared to her because she's just getting, again, the shittiest fucking hand. Um, something that I really was angry about is that Harper tells Abby because they drive up together. Uh, Abby drives up with Harper. So Harper's driving and Harper lays out the, oh, hey, by the way, I didn't tell my parents that. I'm gay yet. And the issue I have with Harper 
and this is where the movie roots get kind of complex for me. Harper flat out lays out the fact that, look, remember that time I told you that I told my parents and they were super accepting and da da da. Well, I didn't tell my parents and now my dad's running for mayor and now doesn't feel like the right time. And my parents think that you're my roommate who happens to be an orphan. So her parents, uh, Ted and Tipper, they are so condescending to Harper or to Abby the whole time she's there. And so Abby is really just trying to just get through. Uh, I, I believe they say uh, a week that they're there. She's just trying to survive the week and not lose her shit, which for me, immediately just made me go, oh, my God, Abby, I just want to give you a hug because you're going through this bullshit, which really isn't your fault. Secondly, this film in particular is about Harper not only accepting who she is, not being proud of who she is, but being the voice who she is. And I, the, the thing about this film in particular, because I've talked to several of my my friends who are uh you know uh, gay pansexual etc about this like it, it was a really interesting conversation talking to people about coming out um and the either either the you know the love they're met with with you know i had one friend tell me how you know their their parents said i just want you to be happy as long as who you're with makes you happy isn't hurting you that's all that matters to me at the end of the day to some of my friends going, oh, yeah, my parents didn't talk to me for, you know, a year or two because of this. Or they just flat out, you know, haven't talked to me since. Or our relationship has never been the same. The film itself has one of their characters really kind of lay that out. Uh, John, who's played by Daniel Levy, who, of course, you know from Shit's Creek. I'm working my way through Shit's Creek. I'm on season two. I, I'm working through Shit's Creek and Curb Your Enthusiasm right now. And I just think he is, I think he's fucking excellent um my biggest complaint about this movie is i just really wanted more i wanted more daniel levy i could always use more daniel levy but he is if you're gonna say a stereotype he is abby's gay best friend in this he is the one who stays behind to go ahead and take care of her uh uh like her pets because uh, she's pet sitting and, and something in particular that i really loved about this movie is that there is a point where abby is just losing her shit where she has been framed for something that she clearly didn't do and she's just really having a breakdown and john and the last kind of spoiler i don't think really think it's a spoiler but john goes up there to help her without even without her even asking and that was something in particular i went see that's a good fucking friend. Everyone needs to have a friend that is that loyal and that wonderful. And that was something that I really was endeared to was Abby and uh, John's relationship, uh, their friendship. I really wanted more of it. Uh, so, of course, since they're back home uh, with uh, with Harper and her family, hijinks ensue. Um, we find out that there's been quite a rivalry between Jane uh, her sister, one of her sisters, played by Mary Holland, who actually wrote, uh, helped write this movie as well. Um, Mary Holland, you know, from uh, quite a few things, actually. Uh, I remember her from Mike and Dave, uh, New Wedding Dates, which I freaking, I like that movie. Uh, recently, she was on Hoops, which is not a good uh, show. Don't watch that. Uh, she, she was actually Jennifer on Harley Quinn, 
um, which <coughs> uh, is in season two. If you haven't seen Harley Quinn, I highly recommend you watch it. Um, she's a, <coughs> pardon me, Manie on Craig of the Creek, which I'm a huge fan of that show. Um, the fact that she was a writer on this and the fact that she plays Jane, Jane is that member, that sibling who is kind of pushed off to the side, who isn't given um, as much credit. And I really love the way, <coughs> pardon me, I really love the way that she plays the character because you really feel for her. She's, I, she's constantly kind of looking Ted and Tipper's way, like, look, I did something, you know, great. Why aren't you acknowledging it? And the way that they really go ahead and push her aside it's really heartbreaking and it really endears you to her to her and i don't think i'm spoiling anything by saying she gets a couple really great scenes to show out and express her anger and her frustration that i went okay i really dig uh, the way that she's playing this uh allison brie was probably my biggest surprise she plays sloan uh she's married to a person of color which um Allison Brie, if you ever break up with uh, Dave, I'm here for you, baby. But uh, but Sloan, seeing Allison Brie play just a total bitch was a really nice change up and something I didn't know that I wanted, but I do want it. Sloan is incredibly just, she's very analytical. She's very analytical. She's very cold. Um, she is married. Um, I cannot think of her husband's name. I think it's Eric, but... Uh, she's married, they have two kids, and you really get to see how this family works as far as, uh, yes, her husband is Eric, uh, it's played by Burl, uh, mostly. You really get to see how the siblings' minds work, how Harper is really very much labeled as a golden child, how Jane was always kind of the one uh, th think uh, Jenna Fisher, uh, Kate, I think is her name, in, uh, uh, what's it called, in Blades of Glory. She's very much playing that role. She's very much off to the side. And Jane talks about, you know, this movie is telegraphed. Don't misunderstand. There are some things that you just kind of go, okay. So Jane talks about, oh, I've been writing this book that's kind of in the vein of Harry Potter. Of course, that book's going to end up being a success, because why wouldn't it be? Um, but... What I appreciate the most about this movie is that it gets very real about some things that are uncomfortable. It talks about the fact that siblings uh, sometimes feel like they have to compete uh, for their parents' love and that them just being, you know, good people isn't enough. Uh, of course, you have the big blow up scene near the end. And I thought the way that scene in particular was handled was actually really well done. Um, something that made me go, oh, wow, this is actually, there's actually some real weight to this. I have a couple issues with this, film, with this movie. I fully acknowledge. I just think, I just really think that Harper really set Abby up for just some absolute fucking failure. And the fact that she gets mad at her as much as she does in this film really did bother me at points because it's like you invited her and you give her this giant ultimatum to not be herself. I just, that was something I was just like, you know what? I think that's fucking bullshit. So that was frustrating for me. Um, also the parents are damn near supervillains. Ted, 
Ted is almost, I don't want to say absent-minded, but he's almost not there enough to truly offend me as much as Tipper did. Because Ted, he's running for mayor. And so the whole weekend or the whole week out there there, it's all about keeping appearances. So there's a point where Abby gets framed for something and he really kind of uh, tightens the grip. Like, you know, what the hell are you guys doing? It's really interesting to see it through Abby's eyes because she's the one who's having to deal with all these curveballs she's being thrown. And Ted in particular has a moment or two near the end of the movie that I really was like, okay, that is very interesting. Uh, without spoiling what uh, what happens. She's not given enough credit either, but I love Aubrey Plaza. It feels like Aubrey Plaza is just, just can do anything, it seems like. I I, um, I haven't seen the latest uh, Child's Play. Most of the people I talked to said that she was at least great in it, but you look at Aubrey Plaza, you know I'm a huge fan of uh, Ingrid Goes West, if you've listened to the podcast for a while. Uh, I love the, the to-do list. And safety not guaranteed, and of course Parks and Rec. <coughs> um, my biggest complaint about this movie is that I really wanted more Aubrey Plaza. You find out more about uh, about Harper and uh, Riley, who's Aubrey Plaza's character, and when they kind of reveal their backstory, it is one of those things I went, "Oh shit, that is really unfortunate," but it paints a very important picture as to who Harper is and who Harper needs to kind of get over to go ahead and become a better person and become a better partner. Um, I'm going to give my grade now because there is, I, I do have a, a spoiler that I don't want to put here just in case you haven't seen the movie. So for me, this is an absolute, I don't know if I'm going to say Christmas classic, but can, um, one of my friends, uh, Brianna, who I absolutely love, uh, shout out to Brianna, she brought the fact that she thought that th it was irritating how they kind of brought up the relationship as far as it kind of being uh, not pandering, but the fact that the main crux of this movie is the fact that, you know, it's about them not being comfortable being out. I get what she's saying, but I respectfully disagree from this aspect. And I think some people will have that complaint until movies like this are made more often, it's always going to feel like pandering. And I thought there were enough other elements in this movie that while that it's still the focus, I don't think it, it doesn't focus solely on that. And it really at the end of the day is about them being good partners for each other and Harper being able to accept Abby by, acknowledging finally who she is as a as, as, as a gay as a gay woman um it's something that i really thought was powerful as we got closer to the end of it but again i i've seen people who are like oh my god i can't believe who would do this it's like shut up <laughs> like i i'm i'm happy that these are that these lgbtq uh, holiday movies are going to become more of a thing so then we can just stop praising it for being, you know, an LGBT, uh, LGBTQ uh, ro romantic uh, Christmas film. I'm really happy this movie exists. This is honestly exactly what I wanted from something like Last Holiday, which just irritated the hell out of me again, as you know. But this was something that I went, hell yeah, this is how you do something like this. And 
Daniel Levy, uh, John, and Abby have this conversation near the end of the film. And I went, that is incredibly powerful. And that's a point I didn't really think about in the context of this film. And I was a little mad at myself that I didn't. But I really, really enjoyed how this film was presented. Uh, the cinematography I thought was uh, was really, really great. I love the score on this. There, there's so much about this film that I found myself really clapping along to. And I, it happens in the last 10 minutes. I will just say that. I definitely cried at one thing. Uh, I cried a couple of times. But this one thing that this one character does really didn't make me go, oh, God. Like, it was really sweet. And so there's a lot here to love i can understand people being kind of nitpicky because that's how people always are but this is something that's well worth your time it's on hulu if i had seen this at uh you know eight o'clock nine o'clock at night on a weekend and paid full price i would have gone yep this is worth my time so i'm gonna give this a solid a i thought this was so much fun it's something that's gonna probably get added to my christmas catalog next year i mean i just watched it but it's something I'll probably watch again here next year and probably get into a routine of watching that movie. I, I thought it was incredibly well done and something that especially if you are um, if you are uh, uh, gay, pansexual, what have you, it's well worth your time. It's well worth your time to see how they handle this and um, really how much fun and some of the very harsh realities that the film works uh, works with and presents as far as people not being so accepting, I was really proud of the film for going there and uh, not taking its platform for granted. So, yeah, this is a solid A for me. But everyone, have you seen a happy season? Uh, what do you think? Let us know in the comments below. You can like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud. Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, iHeart and Stitcher Radio, Amazon Music, Tune Up, and Spotify at The Real Pineapple. Uh, we will have more reviews for uh, the real Christmas series, including, uh, I'm going to re-review Jingle All the Way. I don't care. I love that movie. Uh, Jingle All the Way, um, uh, Die Hard, All of the Other Reindeer, and Holiday, just name a few, but Everyone, I know we're heading into winter months. Please stay safe out there. Please wear a mask. Uh, take care of each other. Um, give if you can. Support local businesses. Wear a mask. And uh, please stay safe out there. Thank you so much for your support. And we will talk to you soon. Uh, again, stay safe out there. And we'll take care.